Cynthia Trent, and welcome to The World Transformed. All this week, we're talking about shifting realities. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. Happy Wednesday. How are you, my friend? Man, I'm ready to get real. I guess that's All right. Well, you know what you need to get real is you need some kind of device, some kind of driver, some kind of engine to make reality go. So we're going we're right. to get into get that into a little it. bit. Yeah. We talked on Monday about how ideas about reality are slipping or shifting or, or changing. Well, I've been saying shifting. I think that's a, that's a pretty good way of putting it. And tonight we're going to talk a little bit about what might be the driver behind that. And I've got a link to a video here I recommend everyone watch. The video is called This Video Will Make You Angry. And it didn't make me angry. Chances are I think it won't make most people angry. But what it will do is it will open your eyes to how memetics works, how memes work. And we've talked about memes quite a bit. Memes does not mean, in this context, funny cat pictures that people share on the internet. The, the memes you see on the internet, the, the ones that are, it's the same picture only with a different joke on it, that is one tiny little subset of memes. And what a meme actually is, is a sticky idea that gets passed from brain to brain. It's an idea that gets reproduced from, from brain to brain. And basically all of culture and all of civilization are built on memes. It uh, is an idea that was originated in the book The Selfish Gene by Richard Dawkins. And it's kind of a core evolutionary concept, and it is a central concept to understanding, I think, the data-driven world that we live in today. You really have to start thinking in terms of memes to understand how we come to look at the world the way we look at it. And in this video, this video will make you angry, it talks a little bit about how anger is one of the best ways to make an idea sticky. So if yeah. you've got content that you want to put out on the Internet, that you want to get shared along social channels, you can say something nice, and a lot of people go, oh, that's nice. Or you can say something outrageous, and just enough people will go, what? And they will share it because they have to refute it, or they will share it because they're enraged, and they need everyone to know that this outrage is going on, and everyone else needs to know about the outrage. And I don't think I'm describing anything new to anyone. If you have spent any time on social media, you understand what I'm talking about, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's usually the stuff that you agree with, right, that makes you angriest. Well, I don't know. It, no, it can you, go either way. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you know, you can. your friend can share a story about how those people you disagree with have done another outrageous thing. Now look at this crazy thing they're doing, right? And, yep. and that, that can get you just as... Well, and you agree as, with your friend that this is outrageous, but, and, and it, makes, it makes you mad. Yeah. I have to agree that uh, I, I think anger is one of the big things. I think people get juiced on it or, you know, a little, a little bit addicted to the feeling of what's to be outraged about today. So let's turn on let's turn on the commentator we uh, we agree with. He or she will tell us what uh, we should what be, there is uh, to be angry about today. About. That's right. Yeah, What's the exactly. latest outrage, and what do we have to 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 get angry about now? Which Stephen is one of the reasons you've recommended. Maybe just turn those channels off. If yeah, if you yeah. if you agree with there are, someone, there are commentators I absolutely agree with that I don't listen to anymore. They're not going to educate me about something. They're going to just let me know what I need to be outraged about, right? right. And uh, you know what? I could spend my life being outraged about this or that, or I could uh, enjoy life, right? And I have elected to just discontinue uh, listening to that particular commentator and uh, many others, too. I just, I, I find myself 
watching news less and less, which is probably, to some extent, probably a bad thing. I'm, I'm missing out on some things, probably. Right. Uh, but but uh, at the same time, you know what I have done? I've, there are channels that I follow on YouTube that, that just basically talk about uh, scientific advances and things like that, stuff we can talk about in the show. Right. And uh, I've, I've, I watch that instead of the news. That's, to me, that is my news. I built my news. I built a news channel just from certain subscriptions that I have on YouTube. And, and uh, it doesn't make you mad. So. No, it doesn't. I think, Stephen, you have started to break the cycle because I, I, really, I really think we're kind of being dragged along by our narratives at this point. At one point, yeah. we, like, we liked our narratives and we felt good about them. And anymore, I think they're just kind of a burden for most people. It's, I think there is an addiction that people, that people have to being outraged and to hearing what the, what the latest piece of news that is going to drive them over the edge is and there's a sense of like obligation or responsibility i'm a good person i want the world to be better and these horrible people are out to destroy everything right and i've got to i've got to stop them so i think on the one hand people feel like they're doing it from a we're trying to protect everything that's good and important perspective and it's hard to argue with that but what if you're not really what if you're really just feeding this addiction beast and all you're doing is getting angry over a lot of things that aren't even really true? Because what it comes down to is if you watch the video or if you learn anything about memetics, truth is not one of the ingredients that makes something sticky. Truth, factual reality, is not one of the things that makes something easily reproduced. It is indifferent to that. In fact, if it can be a little askew from truth, if it can have a little bit of truth in it, but then push it in an outrageous direction, that's probably best of all. You know, it can't be completely fantastic, but it can be more nearly completely fantastic than completely grounded in truth because the facts are always going to be this kind of balance between, well, they're doing this thing, but really it's because they believe this and that they've always thought this. And and although the headline says they're doing this, they're actually only doing that. You, you know what I mean? It's like as soon as you start talking about it like a reasonable person, the outrage starts to diminish, but they can't promote, they can't promote the story that way. So, and we've talked about this quite a bit. Yeah. I think we've talked about this in, in recent weeks, that, that this is how they get clicks. This is how they make their money. And they have done that by helping us to shape our narratives into increasingly black and white, increasingly negative, increasingly kind of dramatic and dystopian and apocalyptic narratives. Everyone's got an end of the world narrative. I, I think that? we're kind of wired. I think the human race is kind of wired that way. So we yeah. we look for the bad news. It just it's just sort of the way we are. Maybe that was a survival trait. I mean, good news didn't help you survive in the Stone Age, and maybe maybe it was just the bad news that uh, that you needed to hear. Oh, I think that's and, true. Uh, I think that anger is related to probably danger, and you got to look out for danger. Danger yeah. is interesting because if you pay attention to it and avoid it, you'll live, right? So the, there's, right. The, the, those responses are definitely real. But yeah. if you're constantly responding and there's no danger, or the danger is different from what you're responding to... Well, here, here's how the opposite political party is trying to kill you today. Yeah. I mean, it, it sometimes right. comes... I mean, it almost literally comes down to that sometimes. Yes. In some of these news, quote, news sources. <laughs> that is a... Uh, I don't know, a tiresome way, at least, uh, to try to live your life. I was just going to point back to something Ray Kurzweil said. He, and, and this comes as a shock to a lot of people, but so, Ray Kurzweil said, 
that the political parties are not as far apart as people think. Right. You'd have to you'd have to really look hard among say those on the right to find a true bigot. And you'd have to look really hard on the left to find somebody who thinks that people shouldn't have to work. Everyone should just get a paycheck. No one really thinks in the extremes, but we all have this idea about how people on the other side of the aisle think that it's just not an accurate presentation of 99% of the people in the, in the, quote, other party or whatever. I think what, what Ray says is true probably from a policy standpoint. It's harder to get people to realize that that's true than it would have been a, a few decades ago. And, and part of the reason of that is just because the rhetoric has become so inflated. But, but the other difference is those narratives ultimately push us to believe things too, right? That's the, that's the yeah. problem. Even, even, as they, even as they push us to believe that our neighbors are monsters, right? The, the people who, who live across the street who put the sign for the other candidate in their yard are literally monsters. That's shifting your view of the world too, right? That's putting you in a completely right. different story than, yeah, than the it, one you were living if, in. If, you're, if your neighbor is literally a monster, then maybe the way you deal with them ends up being a little monstrous too, right? You know, if that's not a human being uh, next door, then, uh, then torches, pitchforks, you, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, get, yeah, get them out. That's reasonable if you really believe. That. If you really think so, they're a monster, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's true. I think that ultimately, the, this this view we have of the other comes back and bites us. It gives us a very negative and apocalyptic. We, we say, well, they've got this crazy view of the world, and they're going to ruin everything. And eventually, you end up with a crazy view of the world, too, just because your view of them is so distorted. And yeah. we're allowing ourselves to be pushed into realities that we don't want to inhabit. And I think the way out of this, as you suggested on Monday's show, I, I like what you said about what Ray Kurzweil said, because it's true. If you look at factual reality, most people are pretty reasonable, right? <laughs> Most yeah. people aren't very extreme in their views. Most people want things to go well, and they understand that the world is going to work a lot. The, they hope it'll work a lot the way they want it to, but that some things aren't going to go the way they want them to, right? You know, I mean, there's this whole balanced kind of way of looking at the world that most people have to some extent. And if you just put all of the fake news and all of the memes and, and all of the outrageous clickbait to one side, every story that you look at, you can say, well, let's fit this in to a narrative, because there is going to be a, they're out to kill us, they're trying to ruin the world, this is just another sign of how everything's going to hell in a handbasket interpretation, and there's also an alternative interpretation to every one of those. Now, I'll tell you what we're going to do on the Friday show, is we're going to take some news stories, and we're going to apply different narratives to them, okay? We're going to set ourselves free from our memes, or we're going to say, well, what if we had different memes? What would these narratives look like? And we'll, we'll just do kind of a thought experiment here and see how different the world can look depending on what reality we decide we're living in. Sounds great. <laughs> Should be fun. Well, look forward to doing that. Look forward to having you all with us. We will be back on Friday with a brand new show. We'll wrap up our series on shifting realities. And until next time, live to see it. Mm-hmm.